And now, a Blaze Media podcast. Hello. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. I hope you had a very nice Independence Day weekend. I know I did. But I wanted to start off with some actual sad news that we got today. If you're listening live on the 6th of July, 2020, uh, Charlie Daniels passed away today. 83 years of age. Charlie Daniels was a extraordinary man, had an extraordinary life. And he was one of those guys that you just thought, well, he's going to live forever. And he passed away today at 83. None of us live forever. I met Charlie Daniels a couple of years ago at the Mercury Studios. He was a very nice man. And I remember when I took a picture with him, uh, you know, standing next to him, that was pre-social distancing. I remember thinking, man, he smells really good. Charlie Daniels, rest in peace. All right, a lot happened. Uh, since we last got together, I'll tell you that we had the fireworks, uh, there are plenty of complaints from municipalities all around, uh, the country that, uh, fireworks were not allowed, but they were, uh, you know, they weren't allowed in California, but we saw the video, or at least if you haven't, you should look for it. Uh, the video of Los Angeles homeowners and, uh, neighborhoods lighting off huge fireworks. I heard a big boom outside my home on the 4th and I thought wow those that's awful loud for a you know a neighbor having fireworks we went outside my neighborhood had a fireworks show it was darn near it was just down the street in a big huge empty lot that we have across the street from our neighborhood that's where our neighborhood put on a fireworks show it was awesome now it was on the 3rd i said it was on the 4th it was you know on the 3rd we didn't want to celebrate it you know on the 4th but then uh Fort Worth, the city that I, you know, technically live in, uh, Fort Worth, Texas, they continued with their fireworks show. They let them, blew them off. And they were, uh, you know, they said, don't, don't come. You know, there's no, there's no deer. Uh, you know, there's no watching deer. Uh, it's going to be closed and barricaded. So there's not going to be any traffic congestion. So, Keep your family at the near the home and we'll try to get it up as high as we can so you can see it. I mean, that was great. So, you know, we did get to see some fireworks this year. That was, that was nice. And then, uh, we got uh, news that our girl, uh, just Maxwell arrested. Uh, yes, uh, she was arrested. No problem. Uh, you know, Jeffrey Epstein's girl, um, they got her. She has, uh, I don't know. All kinds of charges against her. Six counts, um, including conspiracy to entice a minor, transporting minors, and perjury. Wow. And they she's going down hard. So I would assume that if you had anything to do with Ghislaine and Jeffrey, that, I don't know, to save her from getting 35 years in prison... Does she start naming names and bringing out the black book that's, you know, stowed away somewhere? (laughs) I don't know. But if I'm one of those people, I'm a little worried. There's no doubt about it. 
if I'm one of those people, and I want to be clear about this, I am not. I would be a little worried. No question about it. Uh, I mean, one woman, if she, you know, look, it appears that she's as big of or bigger dirt bag than Epstein was, right? So there's plenty of, uh, plenty of people uh, willing to testify against her and Jeffrey uh, right now. And the FBI is, uh, you know, going after her strong. I know they had a big deal about, uh, you know, her being arrested at her uh, million-dollar luxury home in New Hampshire. I don't know why that was such a big deal. Uh, Yeah, we arrested her. And just like any other uh, person that we arrest, they were at their home. I'm kind of confused at why that was. I guess they were just trying to make her be this elite person that was, you know, so evil. She's living at this million dollar home. And they they talked to one of the neighbors. Oh, it's a good place to hide. Is it? That even that must be your place too, sir. Just stop. But they wanted to make her seem like a, you know, an elitist dirtbag. That she apparently is. But I still kind of bugged me that they made such a big deal about where they arrested her at. They've been after her for a while. Apparently, the FBI has been, they have been investigating. We've been asking where she was, and I wonder what she's doing, and how come they can't find her. Well, apparently, uh, they've been investigating, and uh, they've been on top of it. They've been interviewing people. They've been raiding people, and so she's kind of, you know, been on the down low. And then when, you know, she quit being on the down low when they said she's at the New Hampshire Million Dollar Hideaway Home we're going to arrest her. And uh, they did uh, at 8.30 in the morning. Hello! And I don't even think she got a hello. I think they just banged down the door. So, (laughs) uh, she's in trouble. And uh, good luck. Good luck to anyone involved in the Epstein Ghislaine Maxwell case if, uh, if you're worried. Now, there were plenty of great memes and jokes about her already committing suicide. And uh, did I say great? I meant sad and despicable. And <laughs> I mean, huh, you don't want to be making jokes about that. That's not even funny. Okay. But it was kind of funny. And uh, I mean, she's going to be on uh, high alert safety measures. I'll tell you that. I mean, she cuts a, nicks a fingernail. She's going to be taken care of. I will, you know, I guarantee you that it's going to be a, it will be a big deal. If anything happens to her, you can count on that. So we will, uh, we'll get you, uh, I will dig into the Ghislaine Maxwell case and we'll find out, uh, exactly what all is happening behind the scenes there. Because, uh, if she's as big a dirt bag as they say, and it sure looks like she is, uh, she's going down. And if you were, a friend, those of you watching live, well, you can see me doing parentheses, a friend of Jeff and Ghislaine, uh, you better start sweating. You better start sweating. Does that, uh, that mean anything to you? Prince Andrew? <laughs> that was a big story about him canceling his yearly golf outing. That may have had more to do with the you know, coronavirus, COVID-19, but it still didn't make him look any better at all. And the FBI is saying, yeah, we still would love to talk to him. Our door is still open. Oh, 
Okay. Well, good luck. Did you, uh, you happen to see where, uh, Kanye West announced his presidential run in 2020? Uh, I don't necessarily believe it. I didn't really believe it when I saw the announcement. And then I saw, you know, Elon say that, uh, you know, he was a hundred percent behind him or supported him a hundred percent. And, uh, that was after they'd been together, right? We had the picture of them together last week or not too long ago. And, uh, so he hasn't done anything that would make you believe that he's running for president other than announcing it. Uh, you know, he's, he's promoting his new deal with gap and he's always promoting himself and his music. So it would seem like this is just another promotional stunt, but if it's real, I mean, it kind of feels like it would almost be almost help get Joe Biden elected. You know, maybe maybe I'm thinking about it all wrong and you know, it, it, until he does anything that uh, makes it seem real, uh, I'm not worried about it, right? I mean, Kanye for president. Yay. But I saw where Snoop Dogg, I love Snoop Dogg. Me and Dogg are, are tight. Not really. I've never met him. Although I, I wouldn't be opposed to meeting Snoop. Uh, but he has uh, bashed uh, several prominent black conservatives. He, uh, he Instagrammed out this weekend, um, you know, how the Brady Bunch used to be, uh, you know, the family would come up and the Brady Bunch in the middle and he has a, uh, he has, uh, what is it? Eight, nine prominent black conservatives, Terrence K. Williams, Candace Owens, Herman Cain, Herman Cain, David Harris, Jr., Angela Stanton, Paris Denard, Daryl C. Scott. The Hodge twins, Diamond and Silk. And he also has a picture of a raccoon with Massa underneath it. And in the middle of that gram is the are the words the Coon Bunch in the shape of uh, the Brady Bunch. Now, holy cow, I know it's Snoop Dogg. And I know it's kind of funny. Nobody will think it's funny, but it is kind of funny. Uh, and these people are definitely making their mark known or a dog wouldn't be coming after them. But if you even think about doing something like that for uh, from a white person, oh my gosh. And, and deservedly so, really. Uh, it, you know, would be the end of the freaking world, but I guess it's just a joke, right? It's just a joke. He left off Kanye. I didn't see Kanye in the coon bunch. So, you know, so be it. So be it. But okay. If that's the way you want to be, go ahead. I mean, I know that they had, uh, not too long ago, right? Kanye, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg were doing some producing together, putting together some music. So, you know, another big promotion to get some, uh, get some news. 
Dr. Dre's next. You got Kanye running for president. You got Coon, you got uh, Snoop Dogg with the Coon Bunch. Dr. Dre, your turn. And you know, I was, I was kind of thinking I was telling a story for whatever reason over the weekend to someone about uh, one moment in my life. And I realized that at that moment, it was a huge, happy moment of my life. I, I mean, I was really, really happy at that time because of what happened. And I was in Florida and I was, I had moved there and, you know, I moved down to Florida and I didn't have any money. I was living at a friend's apartment on the beach. I was, I worked construction and then I went to work for, uh, and I know it's going to come as a surprise. <laughs> I went to work for Whit Dixie. So a friend of mine, another friend that I knew was working at, uh, at a Win Dixie and he said they're hiring and I didn't want to run a jackhammer anymore, knocking down brick walls, uh, starting at, you know, 5 a.m. in the morning. And I thought, you know, a grocery store looks a lot better than doing that every day. So I went and applied and got the job and I still, I didn't have a car. I was walking back and forth. I, the, the store that I applied at was down the road on another beach. If you know, Pinellas County, Florida, you know, I was living on Madeira beach and I was working on treasure Island. Now there's right side by side, but walking is, you know, a good piece and it was a good, you know, I don't even remember, but it was at least a 30 minute walk, uh, you know, to and back, uh, to where I was living at least every, every morning and every afternoon. And I did it because I needed the job and I, I, you know, I, I walked and I, and I, I made a point to myself that I wasn't going to ask for a ride. If someone offered and they did, I would take it, but I was in my mind. I was always prepared to walk because that was just it. I didn't have a car and I didn't want to be a burden on anyone. I was working. I was, I was making a little bit of money. I was trying to save some money to buy an automobile or to buy a vehicle to uh, be able to, you know, I don't know, move around uh, at my own pace without having to walk. And, uh, and that's what I was doing. So in my mind, I never wanted to ask for a ride. I was always prepared to walk. And uh, so and I was uh, one of the guys that I was working with, one of the managers I was working with, had a car that he was going to sell. And he told me, hey, uh, I've got a car I'm going to sell. You need a car. Uh, I'll sell it to you. And I think it was, I feel like it was a couple hundred dollars for this car. The old Oldsmobile Delta 88, four doors. I had the, uh, you know, an uh, 800 horsepower engine. I mean, I think it was like a 480 or a five. It was a huge engine in it. I, and it was, you know, one of the 60s car. I love, I fell in love with that car. And we went through a lot together. And those are plenty of other stories that I can tell you about after I purchased the car. But at the time I was like, yes, but I can't, I don't have 200 bucks to give you up front. So I'll give you like 20 bucks a week. And he was like, okay, fine. And so, uh, you know, I paid him and after four weeks, giving him $80 and I gave him his $20 payment on the fourth week. And he was just like, okay, well just come and get it. Just come and get it. I, I, my wife wants it out of the driveway. Just we're good. All right, we're good. You know, I don't owe me any more money. Just come and get the car out of my driveway. And I believe that I skipped to his house. He actually gave me a ride to his house. I was so happy. 
I mean, I got the keys to that car and I was a free man. I was freer than I had been in a couple of years. I mean to tell you, I had some money. I had a vehicle. I was living on the beach in Florida. I was living large. It was one of the happiest times of my life. I mean to tell you, it was a, it was, I was happy. And I got to thinking that, you know, that's, I, those are what makes life living, right? I mean, life is what happens when you're waiting for something else to happen, right? Really, I mean, that's, that, that's what it is. So there are times that that's what we, you know, those are the times that we're looking for. There have been many other times. And there, I was trying to think what are some of the other times before then, but that particular time, I just remember being one of the happiest times because I was free, man. I didn't have to count on anybody to go anywhere. And I was on my own. And uh, it got me thinking that I want to hear from you. You should email me, uh, chewingthefat at theblaze.com and uh, give me a moment of your life that was happiest. And I know that everybody, you know, my daughter was born or my son was born or, you know, and and, and those times are, are, are great times. And if though, if that was a time that sticks in your head, great. I'd love to hear about it, but, uh, email me chewing the fat at the blaze.com and, uh, I'll go through them and I'll, you know, they're four on air. Believe me, they will be read. All right. So some of them, you know, some of them might, some of them might not, disclaimer there but uh i definitely want to i want to read them i want to smile about them i want to be happy about them with you and i want to share them and i may share them on chewing the fat uh podcast i may share them on chewing the fat youtube channel uh i I don't know what i'm going to do with them but i want to i want to i want to have them in my hands to decide because those are the moments that make life worth living and in the times that we're in right now. And we'll talk a little bit more about uh, what's happening. Uh, speaking of those times we're in uh, right now during the pandemic. Let's not forget we're still in the pandemic. We need to be reminded of those happy times. Because just telling that story this past weekend and then telling it again to you. I, I'm smiling and thinking of what a what a what a happy time that was in my life and how happy I was at the time. And then, you know, then life happens and you get run down, you get beat down, and you think, ah, oh, this sucks. And this, this sucks. And then something else happens, right? So just always remember life is what happens when you're waiting for something to happen. And those are the things that, you know, get us through. So anyway, uh, I tell you that so that uh, you email me your story and then we'll go from there. All right. So email the happiest time of your uh, of your life. Or one of them, of course, is what I mean. That you were really feeling free and glad to be living in America. And even if it didn't matter to you at the time, because you were raised here in America and had you know that privilege that everyone says that all white people have. And oh my gosh, you don't even have to be white to email me at chewingthefat at blaze dot com. So it doesn't really mean anything to have white privilege because it's just someone being happy with their life huh that's how america really is so share it with me chewing the fat at the give me you know one of those happiest moments in your life okay (laughs) 
All right, let's go to the break room. I need a drink of ice cold water as it is right now. Oh, man. Did you see? So good. Did you see where Live Nation is going to have uh, their drive-in concerts? Uh, concerts in the lot? Uh, kind of cool. Uh, kind of a cool idea. Concerts in the lot. It's going to happen in St. Louis and Nashville, Indianapolis. And it's the uh, live from the drive-in. Uh, drive-in concert series. Uh, so you can, uh, they're trying to uh, reimagine the live music experience during a time of social distancing. The live from the drive-in concert series allows you to enjoy concerts from your own individual tailgating zone. Safety, however, is our top priority and each event will comply with all health and safety standards per local jurisdictions and state regulations in order to protect fans, artists, crews, and staff. Let's get back to live music. Safely and responsibly, of course. Uh, it's kind of cool. You, uh, they've got uh, your personalized tailgate, tailgate zone. Uh, you know, off the top of my head, I think it's kind of cool. Uh, you park and you have a nine feet, a nine foot spot. And then, you know, another car pulls in. You have your nine foot spot. So, uh, you know, you have a car and your tailgate spot. Then you have, uh, you know, you have a, a, a distance area. And then you have a car, a tailgate spot, and a distance area. So, uh, it's about the size of a two car garage. I don't know how much it's going to cost, although we should find that out because they're saying that you pay one car. So who's ever in the car with you is get, it's what you're paying for. Uh, kind of cool. Let's see how much this thing costs though. Shall we? Ticket prices may fluctuate based on demand at any time. Resale ticket prices may exceed face value. Really? Resale ticket prices may exceed face value. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's see what they're getting. All right. Uh, green zone parking. This is for Brad Paisley. And uh, he's going to be at the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. And this is going to be St. Louis, Missouri, Maryland Heights, Missouri. Okay. Live from the drive-in. Green zone parking, one ticket per car, four persons max per car, $125 each. Blue zone parking, one ticket per car, four persons max per car, $175 each. Red zone parking, one ticket per car, four persons per car, $250 each. Okay. And just so you know, the uh, <laughs> the red zone is uh, a close closer to the stage now there is on this map from live nation gold zone although they don't have gold zone listed are we down here the red zone uh why do they not have the gold zone tickets so uh, i'm guessing what if let's click on gold zone wait let's see what it says hover over gold zone here for a second this section is unreserved general admission. What? So, okay. I guess you get to walk up there as long as you social distance or you park down the road and walk in. 
Not sure what's happening there. So Brad Paisley, that's how much it costs for Brad Paisley. And I'm sure the others are pretty close to that uh, all around. So anyway, that's what uh, that's what's coming. I, I kind of like it. Let's get back to a little bit of live music. Just remember, uh, alcohol. Sure, you can bring it, but you got to be 21. There's no audio recording. Binoculars, of course. Uh, blankets and tarps within your designated tailgate zone. Yep. Cameras with detachable looms, zoom lens. No. Cameras, small domestic. Yes, that means your phones. Cans, yes. Coolers, yes. Coolers, yes. Uh, hard, large, small. Face masks, of course, yes. No fireworks. Don't do it. No flags. Wow. No flags. And that of any kind. Okay. Uh, glass bottles. No. Grills not prepared. Please bring prepared food. Uh, food pre-cooked, yes. Illegal drugs. <laughs> I wonder if they say yes to illegal drugs. Oh, wait. No, they don't. Uh, inflatables, no. Lawn chairs, yes, of course. Pets of any kind, no. Leave the dogs and cats. Signs and banners, no. Tents, no. Video recording, no. Water bottles, yes. Firearms, weapons, knives, no. Uh, so, and, I, and apparently the, you're going to be able to have... They're going to have a way for you to get food there as well. So, uh, you know, a simple menu of food items will also be available for purchase along with non-alcoholic beverages. All right. It'll be interesting to see how it works. It'll be interesting to see how it works. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens if someone breaks one of the rules does security come and just drag you out of the place or i mean what happens what happens if i start waving my red white and blue flag bullet to the head live nation live nation bullet to the head or you get just dragged out or you just you know i'm sure they'll just take it away but good luck with that fight that'll be interesting uh that'll be interesting there's a phone number somebody could call anyway good for live nation uh, I, I think that's a that's a darn good idea. We talked about uh, you know drive-ins and uh, getting back to them uh, at an earlier time on uh, chewing the fat, and you know it's kind of a, it's a good idea, and they're trying to use it and good for them. Uh, boy, the the movie theater chains are not happy. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> no way. Now, if you show up in Denton County, Texas, uh, you don't have to wear a mask. Uh, even though the state uh, says you have to wear a mask now if you leave the house. Governor Abbott, I don't know what his deal is. I don't know what he's doing. I, I know the numbers are, you know, going through the roof on the COVID-19 numbers. And they're going through the roof at, you know, plenty of places around the country. Although uh, death counts are way down. And two of the big counties in Texas that are through the roof and they're telling people that our hospitals are full are down south by the border but that's just a coincidence, I'm sure. But in Denton County, which is right here, uh, close to where uh, where I live, uh, in uh, Tarrant County, Texas, uh, the sheriff has said that, no, look, uh, my deputies are not going to be enforcing this mask order, okay? Uh, they've got other things to do. Uh, it's up to you to wear a mask. Oh, wait, <laughs> What? You mean to tell me that I have a choice? Yes, that's what he says. Uh, we're not going to uh, be enforcing that. Uh, sorry, 
if you don't want to wear a mask in my county, uh, we're not going to be giving you warnings. We're not going to be giving you fines. Uh, we're not going to do any of that. Well, my gosh, uh, local Karen cannot have that. Uh, one of the, one of the local, local moms is all wound up. Jessica Luther Rummel, uh, has launched a GoFundMe page. Uh, she wants the sheriff removed from office, removed from office for not enforcing the mask rule. Now he's enforcement. He's just, he's just, just wear a mask. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't want to wear a mask, my deputies have other things to do. Now, the Texas local government code provides in this story talks about a legal remedy for residents to remove an elected official who refuses to uphold the law. Well, isn't it funny that the mask mandate isn't a law? Huh? Huh? So good luck with that. Uh, Sheriff Tracy Murphy, uh, from Denton County, Texas, bless your heart for standing up for the actual American way. Tell us how bad it is. Tell us we would do well with wearing a mask, but we're not telling you to wear a mask. It's up to you. Now, as of last Friday, I guess I could check the GoFundMe link to see how it's going. She only had like 90 people signed up. Uh, well, she's pretty good. Pretty good now. She's got... Uh, She's got 262 donors in Denton County, and she's raised $6,402 for the movement of removing the sheriff. Well, you can't until the next election rolls around because he hasn't said he was going to not follow any laws. He just said his deputies weren't going to enforce the masked mandate. So, good for you. Good for you, Sheriff Tracy Murphy of Denton County, Texas. And look, sheriffs are making moves all over. You had the Florida sheriff uh, saying that he'll uh, he'll deputize citizens to uh, if they have people start rioting in his county. His county is uh, just outside of uh, Jacksonville, Florida. So, I'm sure many people who uh, work in Jacksonville live in his county. So it's a, I'm sure it's a pretty, pretty full county, but, uh, and oh my gosh, he is an African-American, uh, black man who is sheriff of that county. And he's saying, uh, no, we are not going to be putting up with the riots in my county. Uh, so, I mean, you do have some sheriffs standing up for a little bit of sanity, just a little bit though. I saw some of the, uh, we stopped, I went down to, uh, just outside of Austin this weekend to, uh, now my wife wanted to go see her grandchildren. So, you know, what am I going to do? Say no. So we went down, you know, spent the weekend with my wife's grandchildren. And, uh, (laughs) so when we were coming back, we obviously stopped and got some gas and we're at the gas station in, uh, in Austin. And, uh, so we pull in and it's busy, busy as heck. And it was busy everywhere we went. 
I mean, there's no, there's no people saying we're going to stay home, which makes me think that a lockdown order is coming, that they're going to lock it down again. But you know, I, that's another story, but I didn't see anybody except for me saying, Hey, you know what? I don't want to, but, uh, I mean, I went from my house to my wife's grandchildren's house. I didn't get out. Uh, no, I stayed in my vehicle and that was it. But, uh, anyway, they, uh, so we pull in this gas station. Now the truck in front of us, the guy gets out of the truck with a mask on. All right. Uh, the car over that pulled in after we pulled in two people in it. I appeared to be husband and wife. Both have a mask on the husband wearing it down below his nose, but they're both wearing a mask. All right. The truck next to me, the lady gets out. She's not wearing a mask, pumping gas, bless her heart. Uh, the car in the lane over to our left, the guy pulls into the tank, gets out of his car, doesn't have a mask, goes into the building to pay. I don't know if he bought lottery tickets, cigarettes, and gas or whatever, but he goes into the building. He didn't come. They didn't throw him out on his head. He went in. He came out with a receipt, started pumping gas. So I don't know what to tell you. I saw people going in and out of stores, all of everybody wearing masks and, you know, the store security there with, you know, ready to drag you out on your heels if you weren't wearing a mask. So this mask mandate is completely out of control. And, you know, do you, do we, do we want the, uh, you know, the special, uh, disclaimer? Yes. Businesses can decide whether they want you to wear masks inside their business. This is America. I know, but it really isn't now because now we have the government mandating that we can't even, we can barely leave our home without wearing a mask. Right. And you can, if you're in an auto, if you're in an automobile or surrounded by people that aren't social distance, who aren't with you, you have to wear a mask, whether you're outside or not. I mean, it's just incredible. So I don't know what to tell you. It's just strange to me, just really strange to me. And I don't understand. I do kind of understand maybe being in your car, wearing a mask. If you were coming from someplace close and you forgot to take it off or you were just going to leave it on, you know, like if you were shopping at, you know, at a, at a, at a Walmart or, a, you know, and you, uh, or a Sam's club and you were getting gas at the gas station that's out on the outer lot of that particular store. So you came out of the Walmart or the Sam's club or the Costco and you were wearing a mask and you just got in your car and you said, I'll just leave it on until I get to the gas station. And then, you know, you pump gas. I get, I don't know. I don't know how to, what to make of it. You, there's no sense to me that you need to wear a mask while you're pumping gas. You're social distanced. Even if you're not, the guy on the other side of the, the tank is social distance from you. And there's gasoline fumes in between you. So you should be fine. Uh, you should be fine. But, you know, they're trying to blame it on restaurants. Uh, you know, people are going into restaurants. I, I, I was hearing stories of they make you wear a mask uh, walking into the restaurant and waiting to get into the restaurant. But once you're in and you sit down, everybody takes their mask off. Well, that's. That's just defeating the purpose. Or is it? I mean, are you safe? I don't know. I guess so. Look, if you're not sick, if you're not sick, then, and you're wearing a mask, and I'm not sick, and I don't want to wear a mask, we should both still be fine. It shouldn't be the end of the world 
if someone doesn't wear a mask. And every order, every mandate, every rule has the health disclaimer in it so they don't get, you know, busted by by the by the law police. And yet nobody enforces that. If all if you wear a mask, if you don't wear a mask, you can't come in. But it says that you have to let me in even if because if I have a health issue, I don't have to wear one. So get out. I just seriously, I don't understand it. Now I will say, you know, maybe it's a good idea to wear a mask if you can. We have, uh, you know, every so often we have a case of, uh, you know, bubonic plague breakout here in the U.S., uh, particularly that I feel like there's a place in Colorado that uh, continues to have it, but we just got news that, uh, a case, a suspected case, I should say of bubonic plague in China. So then we've got that coming, uh, from China, which is, I mean, that's good news, right? And we got news from Florida where a rare case of brain destroying amoeba has been confirmed that. I know happens ever so often, right? I mean, some person goes swimming in a lake and the amoeba swims in, you know, some orifice. They're, they're weird. They're, they're, they're ear, usually. Sure, that's what it is. And uh, wherever you jumped in and then the uh, amoeba swims in that uh, in that orifice and then you get, uh, and then you, you get the, the brain-eating Florida. So, uh, you know, we have that look to look forward to, too. So there's good stuff happening everywhere you go. There's good stuff happening everywhere you go. And don't even worry about the statues being torn down and (laughs) stuff like that. Don't even worry about it. And if there is another lockdown, here's a thought. If there is another lockdown, who's going to follow it? I mean, we are, there's already restaurants saying, uh, no. We're not going to follow your rules. And there was, uh, there was another big story about, uh, gyms in uh, Arizona, not following their rules. So if they're going to start shutting places down in California or other States around the country, again, uh, there's going to be plenty of businesses saying, um, no, how about no. And when that happens, uh, oh my gosh, that now you're talking about businesses saying we need to be open, my friends, uh, we need to be open for business. We're following all your mandates and rules and everything else and social distancing and everything. We got to be open for business. We've got to be, come back to life. So we'll see. We'll see. I, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I know I, I feel like Governor Abbott here in Texas is trying to walk that line. I know Florida is trying to walk the line. Uh, you know, there's plenty of other states that are really trying to walk down that line. But the states that are, you know, trying to go back to lockdown orders, good luck. We followed your rules uh, for three months, if not more. And it's time to get America back running again. Isn't it? I I think so. I think it is. And it's time for you listening to this show right now. If you're not a subscriber to Chewing the Fat, it's time for you to become a subscriber and stop, you know, wandering around in life doing nothing with it. 
when you could be a subscriber of Chewing the Fat Podcast. Just pick your favorite platform, say like, I don't know, Spotify and iTunes, and uh, subscribe to Chewing the Fat, and then you'll be alerted when the new podcast drops every day. It's just that easy. So reject the shutdown order, you know, if you want to, and see what happens. But, and reject anyone who says, don't subscribe to Chewing the Fat. I don't think there's anybody out there that says that. (laughs) Uh, I don't think there is anyone out there that says that. But if there is, reject those people and subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Download and subscribe to more content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. I mean, there's plenty of stuff that we can uh, we can get to today as we as we head into the week. There's going to be some great stories as the week continues. I mean, we have a national coin shortage. Uh, do we? Do we? Uh, I'll prompt us, you know, these supermarkets to limit cash transactions. Is it because of a coin shortage? Hmm. Okay. If you say so, we'll talk a little bit about that uh as uh, as the week progresses don't forget we got the washington redskins and the cleveland indians they're coming to change their names the redskins might actually change this time i mean dan snyder the owner of the redskins said in 2013 we'll never change the name it's that simple never you can use caps and he's stuck to his guns uh on that however i will say that uh, that may not be hold true, uh, in 2000, in 2020, because uh, they're going, they're undergoing a thorough review of the team's name right now. Uh, never mind the Cleveland Indians and all the other teams. I mean, they want the Washington Redskins name changed now, and they may win this time. And how may they do it? Money, money, uh, FedEx started the ball rolling right because they paid 205 million dollars for the naming rights to the stadium in 1999 they made it clear last week they want the team to change his name on thursday nike appeared to pull all the redskins gear from its online store you probably still get it at the washington redskins.com or whatever their website is through the nfl uh you know just go to the nfl.com i reminder that after you're done uh, you know, singing the national, the black national anthem for every game uh, in week one of the first of, first of this season, as they play the black national anthem and then the national anthem before every game. It's great. They're doing everything everything they can to, you know, create harmony uh, between uh, the teams and the fans. But uh, now, uh, eighty seven investors and shareholders representing $620 billion in assets called on FedEx, Nike, and PepsiCo to cut ties to the team unless Snyder pursued a name change. Now, so he's pursuing it right now, right? That's what he's doing. The wording there is kind of tricky because they say unless he pursued a name change. So... And then they re- announced that they're undergoing a thorough review of the team's name. So, okay. I guess then uh, you're good to go, right? Uh, they are reviewing uh, un- <laughs> a thorough review of the team's name. So no need to pull out your $620 billion of, uh, of money. We still want to, uh, want to have your money. So, okay, Dan Snyder. I mean... 
and look the pressure he's got to be under is huge right i mean just huge and so do i blame him if he changes it i mean i guess you can i guess you can but i don't know that i do i mean he's trying to stay alive just like everybody else right and one of my favorite stories from the weekend uh i didn't know this could this could happen and i think I think I might have to go for it. Uh, there's a Japanese man who holds the world's only master's degree in ninja studies. I know, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> so he's become the first person in the world to hold a master's degree in ninja studies he completed a graduate course that involved learning basic martial arts and how to stealthily climb mountains he's 45 he spent two years studying the history traditions and fighting techniques of ninjas now um the uh you know you remember that ninjas are the mysterious covert agents of feudal japan and he studied this at uh my university, MIE University. Uh, known for their secrecy and high-level skills, ninjas were masters of espionage, sabotage, assassination, and guerrilla warfare, dating back to at least the 14th century. So, uh, Mitsuhashi said ninjas were also independent farmers, and he moved to the mountainous province of Iga, 220 miles from the Japanese capital of Tokyo to better understand how they lived. And he, uh, he said he now grows his own rice and vegetables. He runs a local inn. He teaches martial arts and, you know, of course the art of ninja at his own dojo. And he, uh, is the first in the world. His, the research center in Aiga is the first in the world dedicated to ninja studies and students can also learn traditional fighting and survival skills including basic martial arts and how to traverse mountainous areas while remaining undetected but so he's saying living independently for your own survival and prosperity is important for modern japan (laughs) important for a lot of people these days the world for each of us is not global but local the era of globalism is over. <laughs> okay. That is uh, Janichi Mitsuhashi. At the age of 45, first person in the world to hold a master's degree in ninja studies. I know. I know. Thinking about maybe... I wonder if he gives an online course. So before I leave, I want to tell you about an email I got from uh, Dominic who uh, e- emailed me at chewingthefatatthebelays.com. Uh, he's upset at me. And he is... Uh, he's taking me to task. So I'll read you the email, and then I will... Uh, I'll comment on that email. Uh, on your 630 podcast, you said that Seattle and Portland were under Jay Inslee's governorship. Alert! Portland is in Oregon. I guess the Michigan public school system or wherever the hell you went had a lousy geography curriculum. Below is proof positive that you're a dope. And then he had, there's a picture of a map where it shows Portland 
in Oregon and, you know, the state line of Washington just above that and Seattle is, you know, obviously north of there. In parentheses, he puts, love the show. Well, Dominic, I apologize for being such a dope, okay? <laughs> I I don't remember. I guess I, I, you know, I guess I was talking about the protest and the Chaz or Chop Zones and a Portland attempting to do it. Um, I don't know what I was thinking of. I, I apologize for making such a horrendous mistake. Should have never happened. I should be drug out into the street and stoned. And I apologize. There's no need for you to hurt me, though. And hurt, you know, the public school system of Michigan because of me being such a dope. That hurt. That hurt, Dominic. And uh, that hurt a lot. So, I mean, you can well understand. I really wanted uh, to, uh, you know, have have Jay Inslee's uh, governorship in, in Seattle, uh, the problem in Washington. I really wanted that to happen. And in my mind, it already had. And Portland is right there. I mean, it's not like it's in the middle of the state or all the way down at the bottom. It's right there, almost on the border. In fact, there probably is a, you know, it's probably the border county. So, I mean, it's close. Just right there. So, you know, I said I was sorry, but you know what? I don't know if I am or not. 